You've built this business and figured out how to make money. Now what? Hey, Rich Friends, it's Dr. T-Mac here, and welcome to another episode of the Rich Friends Show, where we help women entrepreneurs and women professionals achieve financial freedom and build real generational wealth by providing you with the tools, mindset, and knowledge to make, manage, and multiply your money with confidence. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to be smarter with your money that you're already making. So this episode is particularly for the woman professional. Let's say that you are in a job, corporate America, or if you are in healthcare and you're making money, you're making a a decent amount of money, but you don't know what to do with your money and you want to work, you want to put your money to work for you so that your money is working smart for you and you're not working hard for this money. So the first topic that I want to talk about is working smarter and not harder. And that pertains to wealth building. And in some of my previous episodes, I talked about wealth building strategies as it pertains to real estate. We all know that financial education is not just about saving money, rich friends. It's also about growing your money, understanding investment principles, real estate investment principles in particular, understanding the power that it has when it comes to effective wealth building. So I want to go into maybe about five of these principles now, and I'm going to leave a link below where you can download the rest of these principles, but I really wanted to dive into at least the first five. The first one being education and research. I am big on education and understanding exactly what you're doing when it comes to real estate, like the basics of real estate investing, including market trends, what's going on in the market where you want to invest. Are they building? Is it a market where education is is really big in that market? If so, then student housing would be for you. Are you interested in single family homes or condos or multifamily homes where you have a a duplex or a quad or a triplex? Or are you looking at commercial properties where there's four or more housing or areas where you can invest? That is like super important to understand the market trends and your property types. What can you do in that particular area? What type of properties would be good to invest in your local markets? Like researching that, the property values, what's the amount? What are these properties valued at? Rental rates, super important. If you are in an area where rent rental rates are maybe, let's say $1,000 a month for a three-bedroom, two-bath, or a two-bedroom, one-bath, depending on your market how can you maximize that your rental rate understand the baseline and for those of you who've been following me you know that i absolutely love the unlicensed group home model where i rent out beds for a certain amount per month where i can six or ten x my rental income in one particular property that is like one of the major moves in real estate for me And that's how I was able to just maximize 
each property that I own. So think about if you're if the rental rate in your area, let's say it's a thousand dollars per month for a single family home, maybe a three bedroom, one bath, or three bedroom, two bath. If you can put two beds in each bedroom, that is six beds. If you charge, let's say a minimum of six hundred dollars a month for six beds, that's thirty six hundred dollars a month for one property versus a thousand dollars a month. If one person doesn't pay, then that's okay because you still you're still able to pay your mortgage on your property and all of the overhead and expenses versus renting one, renting out to one tenant. And if they don't pay, then you're on the hook to pay everything. So that is something to think about. Also, you want to think about location, location, location. The value of real estate is heavily influenced by its location. So you want to look for areas with strong potential, like good schools, especially if you want to do not group homes, section eight. If you want to do section eight housing, then you want to look for the schools. What are the uh, schools ratings? That is really key when you're doing section eight housing, because guess what? People on section eight have children and they want to put those children in a good school system, a good school district. So you want to do your research, amenities, low crime rates. You don't want to put your kids or people do not want to put their kids in areas where the crime rate is high. You want to do your due diligence and check out that. Consider the proximity to employment hubs, transportation, future development plans. All of those are super important when it comes to picking out your property, your real estate property for rental. Okay. The next principle is financial analysis and budgeting. A lot of people don't, they try to skip over this, but this is a huge part of investing in real estate, knowing your numbers, like analyzing the properties in terms of cash flow. How much are you going to cash flow from this property? Like when I bought my very first property, I only cash flow $200. I did it for like maybe four to six months. And I was like, this ain't it. So I wanted to increase the cash flow in my property. That's why I moved to the unlicensed group home model because I could cash flow several thousands of dollars for one from one property versus $200. You also want to look at your ROI, which is your return on your investment, your capital appreciation potential, also the total cost of ownership. When I talk about ROI, I use a, an ROI calculator. I want to I plug my numbers in because I want to see how much return am I going to get on my initial investment. I want to know how much is this property going to give me when it appreciates. I want to know my total cost for ownership, like how much does it cost to have this property, my taxes, my insurance, things like that. I, I want to know that because your numbers will determine how, if it's a good deal or not a good deal when it comes to real estate. And you also want to ensure that you have a realistic budget, including your cost of acquisition. How much does it cost to purchase a property? Um, property improvements. How much will it cost if you need to rehab this property? You also want to include your maintenance, ongoing maintenance for your property. You want to allot the amount of money that it takes to maintain the property 
and unexpected expenses. I know in one of my rental properties, <laughs> within the first nine months, the I had to buy a new refrigerator. The old refrigerator went out. Then I had to buy a new washer and dryer because something happened to the washing machine and then the dryer went out. So I had to make sure that was allotted in my budget to be able to afford that. You also want to know, and this is another principle, risk management. That means understanding the risks that are involved, such as the market fluctuating. The market can go up, the market can go down, but you need to understand that what you have invested in your property, is it enough to sustain you and to make more money for you? You need to give an account for property damage. If there is, God forbid, a hurricane, a tornado or something like that, make sure that you have enough insurance that covers that so that you're not coming out of pocket for that. You also want to allot for vacancies. If, in fact, you have a property, if you have a tenant that you have to evict from the property, how long will it take you to get another tenant in there? Will it take you a month? Will it take you two months? Will it take three months? Because you're still, if you have a mortgage on that property, you still have to pay that mortgage, okay? So you have to give an account for the vacancies. And you also need to have strategies in place to mitigate these risks like insurance, and an emergency fund. And if you're using the strategy, especially the licensed group home strategy, this is super important because you will have a lot more money to play with and a lot more money to mitigate these risks. The last thing that I want to talk about, the last investment principle for real estate is diversification. You want to be able to reduce your risk by diversifying your real estate properties. This means investing in different types of properties, whether it's residential, you want to mix it with commercial or industrial or any different geographic locations. That's when I use di different places where I invest my, my money and spread out my real estate portfolio so that all of my eggs are not in one basket in one particular area. This is super important when it comes to real estate investing. There are probably about seven, seven more principles that I'm not going to go into today, but I will leave a link below so that you can download a free PDF that has all of these um, principles and also has a little blurb about each one and what you need to do to hedge against anything that may impede you making money in real estate with your real estate investments. Also have a link in that PDF where you can check out the Rich Friend Circle for free for seven days. And if you have not purchased your copy of We Should All Be Rich Friends book, then you can grab it today. All of those links are included in inside of that PDF. Go ahead, click the link below, grab your free PDF with your checklist um, to make sure that you have all of the principles to real estate investing. This is Dr. T-Mac. Don't forget, you can have it all. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.